0: HOT FOR TEACHER BY MOTHER OF Bulls CHAPTER FOUR You need to get laid, Ginny declared. Hermione coughed up a portion of her butterbeer. Ginny, lower your voice! Hermione sat with Harry and Ginny at a booth in the Three Broomsticks. Though it was a weekend and the place was quite full, Ginny tended to speak several decibels louder than necessary when she imbibed it. When was the last time? What exactly brought this on, Ginny? Hermione has no desire to respond to this question, the answer being a long-ass time. You're fidgety and tense, and you're molesting the absolute fuck out of that butterbeer. Harry responded for his wife. Hermione narrowed her eyes dangerously. It too, Harry. He's not wrong, Hermione. I mean, really, you're supposed to be drinking the butterbeer, not sucking it off. Harry sniggered at his wife's vulgar joke. You both are so fucking perfect for each other, it's sickening. I'm just saying, no wonder your students get naughty ideas about you. Harry and Ginny burst out laughing. Hermione shot them a look of deepest loathing. Oh, fucking ha You both are hysterical. I wonder Albus is such a little shit. Yeah, 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 we've heard this before. How does it go, Ginny? Harry's voice sprang into a falsetto. I simply can't believe the two of you had a little terror like Albus and Malfoy somehow spit out such a sweet kid. Ginny laughed. Right, because Scorpius Malfoy is the ultimate picture of innocence. A sweet baby angel sent from the heavens themselves. A gift to humanity. Here He wants to rub off on you, Hermione. Harry and Ginny's bark-like laughter rang through the tavern. Please remind me why I continue to hang out with you two. Amani uttered, rolling her eyes. And don't talk to me about Scorpius Malfoy. He's a nice boy. He's just got an, an overactive imagination. Heard about the drawing, by the way, Harry deadpanned, earning a snort from Ginny. Mani shot him a falsely sweet face. Did you also happen to hear that your little brat was involved in that? Oh, sure. Sluggy Aldous told us all about it. Apparently McGonagall had to call Malfoy in for a parent-teacher conference? Harry asked, completely unable to keep the amused expression off his face. Hermione flushed. It was humiliating. For all parties involved. It is something we will never speak of again. She shot the couple, a look of warning. Fair enough. So about this getting laid thing. For fuck's sake, you two. Language, Granger. Hermione stopped, but a beer half to her mouth. She knew that voice, that dangerous, smooth voice that had called her Professor Granger so simply. She might have thought about it in the bathtub last night. "'Malfoy! What are you doing in Hogsmeade?' Hermione blushed behind her drink. "'I had a meeting with my solicitor. I thought I'd stop by for a pint before heading to the manor.' He regarded Granger with a bit of amusement. He rather liked the way she was blushing after having consumed a modest amount of alcohol. He turned to face Harry and nodded. Porter? Harry nodded. Malfoy? Draco nodded to Harry's wife. Ginny? Ginny nodded. Ferret? The three had developed an odd sort of cordiality between them due to the fact that their sons were inseparable. Ginny didn't miss the way Hermione blushed timidly behind her butterbeer nor the way Malfoy regarded her with obvious interest. "'Join us, won't you? We were just talking about your darling son!' Hermione kicked Jinny under the table. "'I'd love to, if that's... If I'm not intruding.' He turned to Hermione. She shook her head. "'No, not at all. Please join us.' She moved down to make room for him. As he settled in the booth next to her, she suddenly felt unspeakably hot, She should really have a chat with Madame Rose Mercer about the Inferno-esque temperature in this place. Draco broke the tension. I take it you two were mocking Granger for my son's rather clumsy attempt to woo her. You assumed correctly, Ginny confirmed. I can't apologise enough for that. He turned to Hermione. He needs to be taught some subtlety when winning the affections of a woman. Subtlety? Ginny asked. So, it's not subtle to tell your teacher you can't wait to see her magnificent breasts. Kicks, kicks, so many kicks under the table from Hermione. Draco laughed. It's embarrassing right now, but hopefully one day we'll all be able to laugh about it. Hermione nodded. I'm sure we will. Fuck that. I'm laughing about this right now, Ginny interjected. Draco rolled his eyes. I'm starting to think maybe Scorpius would have been better in Gryffindor, since he obviously tends to take the blunt approach you lot seem to be fond of. Where he gets it, I'll never know. Hermione smirked. I'm not certain where he gets anything from you. Draco now looked at her intently and returned the smirk. Now, Granger, or should I call you Professor Granger? And that's it. I'm going to start carrying an extra pair of knickers in my purse when I have to meet this man she thought. She responded. We're off school property now. Granger is fine. Draco nodded, not breaking eye contact. Granger, I thought we discussed in our last visit how you can't seem to not insult me when I'm in your presence, and you apologise so well too. If you're not careful, you're going to hurt my feelings, he smirked. Hermione grinned back. Somehow I think your ego can manage it, And it's hardly a secret that Scorpius is very different from you. Certainly. For example, I'm infinitely better at picking up women. He smirked into his drink. Hermione blushed. I'd really just rather forget about the whole thing. As would I. I really should be getting back to the manor. He stood up, nodding to Harry and Ginny. Potter. Ginny. He turned to Hermione and bit back a grin. Granger, maybe I'll run into you again soon. Hermione nodded. Yeah, see you soon, maybe. Draco turned and left the pub, swaggering slightly. Harry, who had been silent for the entirety of the conversation, choosing instead to use his aura spidey senses to acutely observe the interaction, finally spoke up. What the bloody fuck was that? What? Hermione asked, still blushing. That whole... Ha, 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 Malfoy, you're so bad, think you just did. Harry ashed, in a girlish affectation of Hermione's voice, batting his eyelashes and smiling femininely. I didn't do that, Hermione huffed indignantly. Uh, yeah, you did. I can tell you, though, if you need to get laid, then that man will happily oblige. He motioned towards the door Malfoy had recently exited. You two are disgusting. He's Hogwarts' father. I'm not at all interested. Harry adopted a formal businessman voice. Notice, Hermione, that your reason just then for lying so adorably about why you wouldn't shag Malfoy was because he was one of your students' fathers. Yeah, so? He is. It would be inappropriate. Harry's eyes narrowed. I'll get to that in a minute. I'm merely pointing out that you seem to have forgotten the reason that you wouldn't shag Malfoy is because, well... He's Malfoy, right? Hermione flushed. I mean, obviously he's Malfoy, and obviously he's vile. Not really. He's a bit of a shit, but he hasn't been vile for a while now, Ginny contradicted her friend. But you don't really think he's vile. You want to be all like... Ginny slapped the air and bit her lip and rocked her hips back and forth in a vulgar imitation of what was meant to be Hermione riding Draco. Harry laughed at his wife. That's it. I'm ordering new friends. You two are broken. Harry's eyes softened. Come on, Hermione. You're not an idiot to stop acting like one. So you and Malfoy have sexual tension. It's not a crime. Hermione sighed. I'm his son's teacher. The teacher who his son came onto recently. Malfoy hadn't seen for 15 years. Harry rolled his eyes. You two had chemistry even back at Hogwarts. The bickering, the name-calling, the punching-in-the-face thing. It just matured into something more... fun. He wiggled his eyebrows at her. Ginny nodded. Yeah, I actually got super hot watching two. Like, I'm going to take Harry home and do unspeakable things to him after this. She and Harry didn't take their eyes off Hermione as they high-fived. Hermione rolled her eyes. But It's inappropriate! "'Isn't it?' Harry shook his head. "'It's inappropriate for his son to put the moves on you. "'It's perfectly fine for him to do it, "'so long as you two don't draw attention to yourselves.' Hermione's eyes narrowed. "'Harry, James Potter, are you actually trying to talk me into shagging the ferret?' Harry tapped his chin thoughtfully. "'You're right. I can't be involved in this.' He stood up. "'And with that, I think my wife and I should be headed home.' I believe there was some mention of unspeakable things to be done to me. He turned, narrowing his eyes to question his wife. Ginny nodded. Good night, Hermione. Sweet dreams. She wiggled her eyebrows and made kissy faces at Hermione. On the walk back to the castle, Hermione thought about her strange interaction with Malfoy. Yes, she was obviously attracted to him. And yes, it was maybe even arguable that he was attracted to her but she couldn't possibly act on it, could she? It doesn't matter, it's not like she'll see him again. Draco lay awake thinking about his interaction with Granger. She was positively adorable when she was slightly buzzed, and her body language towards him. Maybe he was killing himself because he hadn't been able to stop thinking about the witch since that day in her office, but he got the sense that maybe, just maybe, she was attracted to him. He stared at the ceiling, unable to sleep. I'm such a bloody idiot. My son's got a crush on her for Merlin's sake. She's his teacher. He's the child. I'm the adult. Not some teenage walking erection who doesn't know how to control his hormones around a pretty girl. Then again, the way she wore that perpetual blush from the moment he sat down at the table. He couldn't tear his eyes away from her. The verbal sparring that got him more than a little hot under the collar. Maybe he and Scorpius had similar tastes in women, after all. He sighed, shaking his head and closing his eyes, willing sleep to take him. Chapter 5 Hermione sauntered through the corridors, a travel mug full of her favourite tea clasped firmly in her hand, and to her office, wondering how she would spend the rest of her afternoon. She had no more classes to teach today, and all her essays were graded, Perhaps she would relax with a good book and a glass of wine, and oof. Turning the corner, she made contact with a solid barrier, spilling hot tea all over the front of her blouse in the process. MOTHER OF GOD THAT BURNS, JESUS FUCKING CHRIST, torrents of related filth spurted from her mouth. I'm so sorry. Oh my god, I can't believe I did that. Let me help you. A pair of hands made their way to her blouse and began dabbing at the liquid. Marnie looked up into the face of the owner of said hands, and momentarily forgot about her searing flesh. Malfoy? Granger, I'm so, so sorry for running into you like this. He continued to dab at her blouse. Mr Malfoy, could you... would you mind... maybe removing your hands from my breasts? In that moment, two things happened. One, Draco realised he had been dabbing at the hot liquid using nothing but his hands, when he was perfectly capable with a wizard of a wand in his hand. He blushed like a fourteen-year-old virgin. Two, a visitor had arrived to the scene. Dad, what are you doing with Professor Granger? Scorpius stood in the corridor, gaping at his father's hands, as they were firmly planted on his favourite teacher's breasts. Draco removed them swiftly. Scorp, I just had a meeting with the headmistress regarding my annual donation. The Sutherland Common Room could use some new armchairs, and he looked down to where his hands had been, and motioned between him and Hermione. This is not what it looks like. I ran into her, you see, and I spilled tea all over her like an absolute klutz, and then I tried to fix it, because I'm an idiot, and then you showed up, and that's pretty much it. Hermione had been nodding helpfully throughout Draco's ranting. Scorpius narrowed his eyes in suspicion. Why couldn't McGonagall just have owled you the chairs? What are you doing here? Draco rubbed the back of his neck, blushing furiously. Oh, well, it's a nice day, you know, and I thought I'd… you know… Hogwarts is just so nice this time of year. Shut the hell up, Draco, you sound like a bloody moron. And the headmistress typically likes to discuss these things in person, Hermione spoke up, attempting to smooth the tension. Draco shot her a grateful look, and she blushed. He blushed, and they both averted their gaze to the floor. Scorpius watched the exchange with mild horror. He had never seen his father so unhinged. He had also never seen Professor Granger wearing a wet shirt, and his attention was inevitably swayed to the nipples that he could now make out through her blouse. Both Draco and Hermione noticed Scorpus's unblinking gaze shift at the same time. Hermione looked down, and her eyes widened in shock that her shirt was now completely see-through. She looked up to find Draco wearing the exact same expression, his eyes glued to her chest. Hermione shouted to avert the Malfoy boy's attention from her breasts. Mr. Malfoy! Both Mr. Malfoys looked up at the same time. Hermione took the opportunity to address Scorpius. Your father was just going to escort me to the hospital wing. She shot Draco a look. Draco picked up on the cue. Yes, I was, because I feel terrible at ruining her blouse. And burning me with hot liquid. And that too. The two made their way towards the staircase. Scorpius shook his head and scowled. His father was usually cool under pressure, but it made sense that he would be uncomfortable around Professor Granger. He was probably still embarrassed from the whole my son's in love with you, please don't expel him debacle. He hoped one day that he'd live that down. Although it kind of seemed like... No, his dad didn't like Professor Granger. He didn't even like her, much less... like her. But why did he keep popping up at Hogwarts? Scorpius had gone two years at Hogwarts without his father shadowing the doorstep of the castle, and now barely a month into term, and he's here all the time. Hmm. Madam Comfrey never forgot a face. Mr Malfoy, I never thought I'd see you in the hospital wing again. Hello, Madam Pomfrey. Professor Granger needs... Your son hardly ever needs medical attention. Were you aware of that, Mr Malfoy? I'm glad to hear it, Madame Pomfrey. As I was saying, I can only imagine it's because he did not inherit your partiality for causing trouble, Mr Malvoy. I'm glad to say he did not. So, Professor Granger here? And that dangerous sport! Madame Pomfrey, I am well aware that my son is too good for me. But Professor Granger needs medical attention. Pronto. Thank you. Madame Pomfrey huffed. She turned to Hermione. "'You're another one who always seemed to need my help. "'Are you aware of that?' Hermione gulped. "'Yes, Madame Pomfrey.' "'Always nearly getting yourself killed.' "'Yes, Madame Pomfrey.' "'Madame Pomfrey nodded. "'What have you stepped in this time?' The blouse soaked up much of the eye of the hot tea, leaving Hermione with only mild skin irritation, which Madame Pomfrey was able to heal easily. Now wait ten minutes for the salve to set before casting a scourge I. Think you can do that, Miss Granger? Madame Pomfrey, really? I'm a grown woman, and I'm your colleague. Don't you think you can call me Professor? Are you not able to do this for yourself, Miss Granger? Hermione gulped. Yes, Madame Pomfrey. Madame Pomfrey walked away, muttering under her breath about how some things never change, leaving Hermione and Draco alone. Draco sighed. I really can't apologise enough for the whole running into you thing, and the hot tea thing, and the... copy a field thing. Melon, well, I never realise it, but I'm an absolute delight. Hermione chuckled. Yes, you were as smooth as your son. Draco groaned. Why do all of our interactions seem to involve me having to apologise to you? Don't ask me. I'm not the one constantly fucking up. They both laughed. There was an awkward moment of silence. Draco bit his lip. So, I could have owled Minerva about the armchairs. Hermione hesitated. Oh? Yeah, I I just wanted to come here in person. Because you're passionate about armchairs? Draco laughed bashfully, a warm blush spreading on his cheeks. Actually... I was hoping to run into you. Hermione smirked. You certainly did that. Draco shut his eyes and chuckled. I'm mucking this up, he sighed. Have dinner with me. Hermione bit back a grin. You mean, now? Draco nodded. Yes, I mean, after your salve sets, of course. I wouldn't want to bring Madame Pomfrey's wrath down on you. Well, we can't have that, Hermione teased. And I promise not to injure you or make you feel uncomfortable or do anything really that would render an apology on my part. Hermione blushed and tucked a few loose hairs behind her ear. She looked up at Draco and nodded. I'd like that. Chapter 6 Scorpius stabbed at his potatoes in frustration. He was more than a bit concerned as to why Professor Granger wasn't in the great hall for dinner. He always found her presence rather calming watching her dab at her mouth delicately with her napkin. She had the table manners of a baby deer, and also she was just so great to look at. He prayed to the gods above that her absence had nothing to do with his father's sudden appearance in the castle, while he forcefully prodded at the roast beef on his plate. All right there, mate, Albus Potter inquired. "Hm? You're a bit broody. You look like your dad when he's forced to interact with my dad. Scorpius scoffed. Do not bring up my dad. Monica Flint and the Slytherin girl in the same year as Scorpius and Albus spoke up. What about your dad, Scorpius? Nothing. Monica smiled. I'd so do him. Scorpius groaned. So you've said, Mon, multiple times, as just about every other girl in our year has. Monica shrugged her shoulders. He's fit. Scorpius and Albus rolled their eyes. Scorpius spoke. I'm in no mood to hear about how fit my dad is. Another Slytherin boy, Simon Jenkins, raised an eyebrow and inquired. Are you ever, mate? No, I'm not ever in the bloody mood to hear how fit my bloody father is. That's disgusting. He's my dad. Simon and Monica raised their eyebrows and returned their gaze to their food. Albus, who seldom felt awkwardness in social situations, spoke candidly. You know, Scorp, perhaps I'm absolutely fucking stupid for imagining it, but it seems like you're rather upset about something. I don't know, maybe to do with your dad? What happened? Did you guys have a fight or something? Scorpius giggles. No, we didn't fight. We never fight. It's just that you've never seen my dad be, I don't know, awkward around women before, have you? Albus answered. No, that's you. You're the awkward one. Scorpius rolled his eyes. Albus continued. Your dad, on the other hand, is a master of chatting at birds. Has them eating out of his hand. He never even seems to care. Albus shook his head in awe. Bloody inspiring. Exactly. Women like my dad. He just never seems to like them back. Albus squinted his eyes. And this bothers you... why? In the market for a new mummy? Or maybe he's just bent? Another daddy, perhaps? This earned a snigger from Simon. Scorpius rolled his eyes. Don't be a prat, Al. My dad's not bent. In fact, I just saw... I don't know. He showed up here today to talk to McGonagall about some total bollocks thing to do with armchairs in our common room, and... I don't know. I saw him with Professor Granger and... fit? Simon interjected. Scorpius scoffed. Yeah, I know. She's bloody fit. Just like my dad, apparently. He shoved his food away from him. Seeing him around her, I don't know. I got the feeling he thinks she's fit too. Albus snorted. Doubt that. They hated each other in school. Then why did I see him today outside her office with his hands on her tits? Albus and Simon dropped their forks, and their mouths opening to wide O's. Simon spoke. ''You think your dad's shagging Professor Granger?'' Scorpius looked horrified at the thought. ''Ugh! Simon, that is bloody disturbing! No fucking way is my dad shagging Professor Granger. Don't ever say that again!'' He shook himself. ''He said that he had spilled her tea and was just trying to clean it up or something.'' ''Total pollux, that is,'' Albus insisted. Scorpius seethed. Thank you, Al. I'm just saying, if you saw him grabbing her tits, he was probably just grabbing her tits. Didn't you just say that they hated each other? Rose hates you. You think she'd let you grab her tits? No. Well, then I've made my point. Scorpius sighed. My dad did tell me that Professor Granger was absolutely off limits. Simon shrugged. Probably because he's shagging her. Monica rolled her eyes. You think everybody's shagging everybody, and Professor Granger is off-limits because she's a teacher. Don't you know why you all think the sun rises and sets out of her arse anyway? Simon gazed off into the distance, a goofy grin on his face. She does have a spectacular arse. Albus contributed. And a smashing rack. All three boys nodded. Monica rolled her eyes and grimaced. Isn't she like your godmother or something, Al? Albus shrugged. Yeah, but she never really seemed to like me much. Monica narrowed her eyes. Probably because you're always perving on her. Albus put his hand on his chest in a gesture of false offence. I beg your pardon. Scorpius is the one writing her dirty letters. The three Slytherins sniggered. Scorpius rolled his eyes she's nice to me. It's not my fault I misread the signs. Simon shook his head and grinned. Meet. She's a professor. She's nice to everyone. You just misinterpreted it because you're a wanker whose dad is shagging the bird of fancy. More sniggers. The Scorpius grimaced and stood up from the table. You lot are the absolute worst. The Scorpius made his way to the dungeons. He wondered if his friends were right. Was his dad shagging the woman he, Scorpius, loved? Surely not. He would know if his dad were involved with someone. They never kept things from each other. No, his father was just embarrassed about Professor Granger because his son fancied her. But then where had Professor Granger been that evening? You're lying! Hermione narrowed her eyes and took a sip of her wine. Draco laughed. Why would I do something like that? I promised to be a gentleman tonight, did I not? You cannot sit here and tell me that Severus Snape put on a puppet show with your stuffed animals for your fifth birthday party. Draco raised a hand to his heart. With voices and everything. Hermione raised her eyebrows. I wish I had known this in school. I would have made be seen him as less... murdery. And Draco laughed. He was not murdery. He was actually an excellent godfather. Better than I am a godmother, I'm certain. I'm ashamed to admit it, but I have favourites. Draco smirked. I'd bet Scorpius's inheritance that Albus Potter isn't one of them. Hermione bit her lip. and Draco shifted in his seat. Merlin, I won't be able to keep up this gentleman rouse very long if she keeps doing that. Albus has his moments, but overall he's a tad... creepy, surly... "'Smart-alecky?' Hermione grinned. "'I forgot you're well acquainted with him.' Draco nodded, smirking. "'He and Scorpius are quite close, "'and Albus is really not that bad once you spend time with him. "'He's quite funny, actually, in an odd, "'almost unbearably awkward sort of way.' "'Hermione giggled. "'He fits quite well in Slytherin, that's for sure.' Draco scoffed in a mockery of offence. "'Certainly that's meant to be a compliment.' Hermione smirked. A million observation. His particular brand of social skills works quite well in the snake pit. Indeed. Although, considering your recent treatment by the Malfoy boys, I'm not certain that's saying much for Slytherin's social skills. Hermione laughed. Scorpius has been a perfect gentleman since the incident. His father, on the other hand. She tossed and took a sip of her wine. Draco grimaced in the embarrassment. Yes, I'm aware it's customary for most people to at least wait until after the first date before making it to second base. Hermione bit her lip. So that's what this is then? A date? Draco almost didn't hear the question. His attention was rather fixed upon her bottom lip, caught in her teeth. Stop staring at her like one of your son's snot-nosed little chums. Draco collected himself. Was that not obvious? Perhaps I'm more out of practice in asking a woman out than I thought. Hermione grinned and dabbed her mouth with her napkin. Draco amusedly watched her. She's quite cute when she eats. Just checking. A part of me isn't entirely convinced that this is a good idea. Draco scrunched his eyebrows. Because my son is one of your students? Or because it's you and me? The former... Also considering that recent incident. Draco chuckled softly. I'm certain my son will forgive me for trying to steal his woman, so to speak. As for this, he motioned between them. There's no rule against it. Hermione quirked an eyebrow. How did you... I've checked. That's how much of an idiot I am. Hermione smiled bashfully. Draco grinned at her. There's nothing wrong with it and if you somehow suffer a bout of insanity and agree to go out with me again after tonight we can be discreet hermione grinned i can do discreet